Direct from Music City, this is live from Nashville. darkness over me Since my true love walked out that door Tears I never cried before Ribbon of darkness over me Clouds gathering over my head They chill the day and hide the sun And shroud the night when day is done Ribbon of darkness over me Rain is falling on the meadow Where once my loving I did lie Now she is gone from the meadow Young as spring Where clouds did bloom And birds did sing Ribbon of darkness over me Yeah. 
But right now, we're going to play a great song from Mr. Andy Hedges from his brand-new album called Roll On, Cowboys. And this is one, When I Was a Cowboy. It's Andy and his good friend, Dom Fleming. We'll be back in just a moment to talk with Andy Hedges today on Live from Nashville. Yippee-yay-yay. 
When I was a cowboy, that's Andy Hedges along with Dom Flemings from the album Roll On Cowboys. And Andy has been a guest for years on the Campfire Cafe, but this is his first visit to live from Nashville. Andy is a songster. He is a singer, a songwriter, a poet, an all-around good guy. And we're going to talk a little bit about the album today and a lot about his first trip to the Grand Ole Opry stage. Welcome, Andy Hedges. Hey, Gary, Mary Kay. Thank you all for having me today. Well, it is it's great to have you to with have us. You. Yeah. Great to have you with us. So we were talking before the show, Andy, and this was not your first trip to Nashville, but was it the first time to the Grand Ole Opry? I didn't ask that. Have you Had you been to the Grand Ole Opry before? You know, I had been one time before uh, we were passing through Nashville maybe uh, five or six years ago on our way to, I think it was the Philadelphia Folk Festival, and we just stopped for fun, you know, to see the sights for a right. couple of days. And so we, we did a tour of the Opry, took the kids, and we went to a performance, and it was kind of uh, kind of surreal to be coming back because I didn't really have it in my mind that that would be happening. You know, I mean, any any musician <laughs> who tours the Opry or goes there, you can't help but imagine what it would be like to step in that circle. But I can't really say that it was something I was uh, expecting to happen to me, and so it was it was quite a thrill to get to come back and and uh and play it was just unbelievable it was a pretty cool deal wow a pretty cool deal so i mean they treat you like a king when you show up for the opera you've got your you've got your parking spot reserved for you you've got your signage up for you welcoming you um what's what was the biggest thrill for you i mean outside of standing in the circle and performing what was the biggest thrill well it's it's hard to it's hard to pull out one thing because the whole experience is just so fantastic. They do treat you great. Everybody, the sound crew, the backstage staff, the security, they're all just really great folks and really friendly and welcoming. And the backstage environment is really, really fun. It's just, a, it's a real beautiful kind of open place and there's lots of dressing rooms and they're all beautifully decorated and there's, pictures of country western stars and there's memorabilia and uh you know the other performers are wandering around and and so that's just really fun um i i was telling y'all earlier but my wife and kids came with me my dad and my brother flew out and then another you know group of various friends came out and that was i guess the 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 most spectacular part of it was getting to share a, a really wonderful moment with my wife and kids and have my dad my brother you know just having people there with me who who mean so much to me get to share in that moment and uh yeah. that was just you know that was really the way that kind of thing ought to be uh but i i guess uh my favorite part was playing you know it just really felt good to play my music there and felt like I connected with the audience. They seemed really engaged and 
I loved that I was able to come and play cowboy music. You know, I just did what I did. Yeah. And and uh, getting to sing cowboy songs on that stage, you know, I was really uh, proud. You know, not just for me, but for our whole our whole uh, genre culture. You know, it was it was yeah. a cool mm-hmm. cool thing for that to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's pretty neat. Mary Kay, you haven't played the opera yet, but I know you're going to. No. Probably, probably before <laughs> too long. Uh, what kind of questions would you have for Andy about his experience? I just have to say how much as uh, as an entertainer and artist in uh, Western music, definitely, it was just really cool to see you have this experience, Andy. And like you said, representing you know, the genre, which is a tiny genre, really. Um, so really kind of putting a lean into the Western, um, country Western music. So it was so, so exciting to see you on that, well, not see you, we listened, Gary and I listened on the radio. Oh, great. Yeah, and we just, I, I hope you know just how proud everybody is that, you know, the artists are around you. We're just so exciting to see you have this experience because it opens doors. And, um, you know, one thing that I thought of as we listened to your show is um, really what the, what Riders in the Sky have done for Western music is they've really kept the foot in the boot in the door, so to speak. And, um, you know, Western music has kind of those different sounds. We've got the traditional, which you've leaned into. We've got um, contemporary, but we also have that swing element that Riders in the Sky has kept alive. Um, anyway, it was a proud moment for Western music. That's what my thoughts are. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, I agree with you about the riders, uh, you know, keeping the torch burning out there in Nashville all these years. I mean, man, they have been at it. Well, as a band, I think they're celebrating, I don't know, 45 years or uh, yeah, something uh-huh. like that. You know, they've, they've been at it a long time. They've been Opry members for a long time. 41 and that's years. Great. And, yeah. yeah, so many people come through those doors and get to hear the Western part of country and Western. And I should tell y'all, when I first got the invitation and you know knew it was happening that I was going to play the Opry I told my wife that I hope the riders are playing that night because that would be a big <laughs> thrill to have them there and and turns out they were and so that made it extra special and I invited my dear friend Bridget Reedy from Montana to come play fiddle and mm-hmm. sing harmony with me and that was so great having her there and my pal Dom Flemons, uh, I, I got to do a duet with Dom, and Dom is a is kind of a regular at the Opry. He's played there many times, mm-hmm. and he's he's the person I uh, give all the credit to for uh, getting getting me that invitation. Dom and his uh, wonderful yeah. wife, Zania, they're the they're the folks who who made that happen, and I'm sure grateful to them for that. So That's you so mentioned cool. Bridget. You, you mentioned Bridget, and I'm going to do Desert Sands, it's a song that you and Bridget did from your album, Roll On Cowboys. But uh, how much fun did she have playing the Opry 
and get to stand up on well, that stage? Well, you'd have to ask her, but I I think it was a pretty special moment for her as well. She was sure excited, and she did such a great job. And it it was interesting as I was trying to decide what I was going to do there. I sort of settled on Roll On Cowboys, the title song from the new record. And I had the option. I could have had anybody play with me from the Opryland band. They're, you know, just stellar musicians. And I wanted to fiddle on that song like it is on the record. But I just started thinking it would be way cooler to bring somebody from my world, you know, somebody that represents the uh the cowboy and western world and uh someone that was a friend of mine and Bridget played that part on the record uh, played that fiddle part and so I reached out to her and and she was thrilled to come and I I I appreciated that part of what I was able to do as well you know a lot of folks come in and they play with the full band and it's very produced and there's nothing wrong with that that's great but it it felt good to go out there and and pull it off with uh, just a guitar and a fiddle and play that music. Like I play it everywhere. Like we're just uh, sitting around a campfire and it was just nice to uh, make that campfire a little bit larger with the Opry audience. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to Desert Sands. This is Andy Hedges. Bridget Reedy is from the album Roll On Cowboys. We'll be right back on Live from Nashville.
beautiful. You know, it's it's really this new album that you have, Andy. It's really wonderful to see the collaborations that you have on what became a double album. Did it start off with that in mind, or did you did it just kind of organically happen as you created the album? Yeah, it just kind of grew, uh, kind of grew into that. Uh, I started. I started recording these duets and I just kept on thinking of other people I would like to record with. And eventually, you know, initially I thought, Oh, I'll just have a few special guests. And then I just kept having more. And then I thought, well, the whole thing will be duets. And then I, (laughs) and then I would think of another person. And there's a wonderful couple, uh, Charles and Terry Sheldon, who were the executive producers and, I kept on calling them and saying, well, you know, what, what would you think if we could get so-and-so to do a song? And everybody I asked uh, said yes, and so it just turned into that uh, double album, which uh, has yeah. been challenging for different reasons. I've actually got the vinyl version coming out a little later this oh, wow. fall. Uh Wow. Oh, cool. And it's going to be a double vinyl, but we had to leave five tracks off of the vinyl to, you know, fit it on two records. Um, but uh, <laughs> oh, no. it was either that or go oh. to three, which was just going to become a little <laughs> too pricey. So, uh, but if there's anybody out there listening to vinyl, that that is uh, that is coming soon, which will be fun. Oh, I've always wanted cool. to have a project on vinyl, and this will be yeah, the first. Well, I've, awesome. I've, I've mentioned I've mentioned before. Andy, that that vinyl has now outsold CDs by the la- you know this past year. So more vinyl is sold than CDs today. That's, so that's that, right. That and I think even outperforming move. streaming as far as you know revenue generated. And uh, oh yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I you know I'm not quite sure how how much our cowboy crowd buys vinyl, but I'm gonna find out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I've I've said this before. I don't have a CD player in the house. I don't have a radio in the house. Now we have Alexa, uh, but we do have a phonograph, so we can play vinyl. But that's that's it, you know. Outside of that, well, and I read too that uh, a, a a lot of the folks who are buying vinyl don't own record players. You know, they don't have a way to play them, but they like having they, them, you know, it's kind of like a piece right. of artwork you can put on the shelf or on the wall, and yeah. it's just something a little more substantial to take home with you, and so I think it's very cool. I love listening to vinyl myself, and so uh, I think it'll be fun to have this project available in that format. Definitely. I, I want to mention real quickly yeah. uh, that you've dedicated this album, or the CD, to uh, Don Edwards, and uh, yes, and I've I've told people before I, it was Don Edwards that influenced Mary Kay to go into the Western music, but yeah. Don was such an influence on so many people, wasn't he? And continues to be, I think. Oh, absolutely, he was. I I've said this for years, and I think I'll continue to say it. I I, I think Don was the finest cowboy singer of all time he had really mastered all the styles that had come before him and and did them as good or better than the the original artist you know whether it was 
Marty Robbins' Gunfighter Ballads or Gene Autry and Roy Rogers' Hollywood songs or the old uh, trail driving ballads, uh, Jimmy Rogers, blues, yodeling, swing, you name it. I mean, Don could do it, including songs he wrote and contemporary songs he recorded. He just, he, uh, he could play any of those styles uh, and sing them just, uh, just the way they were meant to be played. And I, I don't think anybody's ever done it better. Well, I don't either. And one of the songs that Don was so famous for is the next song that we're going to get to, and that's Little Joe the Wrangler. And uh, this is Andy Hedges and Corb Lund. How'd you get Corb to come in on this one? Well, me and Corb are buddies, and we would, you know, we bump into each other out on the road. And over the years, we, we had conversations about how he had learned some old cowboy songs, Little Joe the Wrangler being one of them from his grandfather in Alberta. And his grandfather sang these kind of regional lyrics. And it was later in life when Corb heard the Marty Robbins version or or something like that, that he realized that his grandfather's version was unique. And so it's kind of an interesting example of how these old time songs uh, used to be passed around in that oral tradition and the words would change and so we'd always talk about that and and i just had that in my mind that it would be fun to do that one as a duet with corb and and get him to sing some of those uh lyrics he learned from his grandfather and and so that's kind of how we did this version i sang more of the original jack thorpe lyrics that you know as jack thorpe wrote them but on corb's verses he sang what he remembered from his from his grandfather's singing well, this is a great song. It's Little Joe the Wrangler, and it's from the album Roll On Cowboys. We'll be right back. <clears throat> Little Joe the Wrangler will wrangle nevermore. His days with the Ramuda, they are done. Was a year ago last April. When he rode into our camp A little Texas stray and all alone It was long late in the evening When he rode up to the herd On a little old brown pony he called Charles With his broken shoes and overalls A tougher looking kid You never in your life had ever saw Saddle was a Texas cackpit many years ago. An okay spur on one foot lightly spun. His bedroll in a cotton sack was loosely tied behind. A canteen from his saddle horn he'd slung. He said he had to leave his home. His pa had married twice. I'll beat him every day or two So he saddled up old Shaw one night And let us shook this way And now he's trying to paddle his own canoe He said if we would give him work He'd do the best he could Though he didn't know straight up about a cow so the boss, he cut him out of mouth and kindly 
liked the little kid somehow. Well, he learned to jingle horses and to know one and all, and to get them in by daylight if he could, and to follow the chug wagon and to always hitch the team, and to help the Colsonero rustle. We'd travel to the peg the weather being mild. We'd camp down in the south side of the bend. When a norther came a-blowin', we'd double up our guard. It was taking all of us to hold the men. Well, little Joe the Wrangler was called up with the rest. Scarcely reached the herd When the cattle they stampeded Like a hailstorm on they fled We was all riding for the lead Well, amidst the streaks of lightning There was one horse up ahead It was little Joe the Wrangler in the lead He was riding old Blue Rocket with a slicker or his head Trying to check the leaders in their speed At last we got a milling And kind of quieted down The extra guard back to the wagon road But one of them was missing And we all knew at a glance Was our little Texas drape or Wrangler Joe Next morning, just at daybreak, we found where a rocket fell Down in a washout twenty feet below There beneath his horse mashed to a pulp, his spurs had wrung his mouth Was our little Texas stray pull Wrangler Joe Cowboy culture, 
and okay. we had a, a Dom gave a short performance, and then there was sort of a panel discussion, and, and Dom asked each of us to share about various aspects of cowboy and Western culture, and it was filmed in front of a live audience. Um, and I, I don't know exactly when that will be broadcast, uh, but I'll I'll try to let folks know uh, whenever I find out. But it, w- it will be broadcast on Nashville Public Television, and, uh, and it was a great time. We had a nice conversation, and the the folks there sure treated me good. And you know they that was the that was the case everywhere I went in Nashville. Uh, everybody just treated me great, and I I really really felt welcomed and at home out there and can't wait to well, get back. That's that's just our good southern way of doing things back here in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we love for people to come back and see us again. By the way, I, I from the time that you were in Nashville five years ago, it has changed just a little bit. I don't know if you noticed that when you were driving around town. Well, I don't know that I could tell, but it it sure felt uh, it felt busy, and uh, there were <laughs> lots of people there. I enjoyed it, but I was kind of ready to ready to get back out to West Texas. You know, by the by the time I left, I, I bet I get I, uh, I get tired of the big city after a few days. But but I had a great time out there. <laughs> uh, was just really really pleased. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that I'd never played in Nashville before, and so it was sure a sure an honor to get to go play such a grand stage for my first gig well that's not a bad first gig i'm telling you i'm telling yeah, you but there are a lot awesome. of a lot of great places to play in nashville that are are more intimate and a lot of fun and uh so you'll just have to come back and we'll get you hooked up with some of the other spots in town to to perform <laughs> uh bluebird is always I'd on everybody's to. list to play the bluebird and you know Third Lindsley and some other places as well. But uh, you, you are a great guest. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know you have a busy, busy schedule. And uh, so how can people get Roll On Cowboys? And uh, you're going to have to let everybody know when that vinyl is ready, by the way. AndyHedges.com. That's, that's the right. place to go. You can order us. Uh, CDs. That's where the vinyl will be available, and uh, I'll pack them up and ship them uh, to you myself. And uh, you can keep up with all the places I'll be playing right there. You can listen to my podcast, Cowboy Crossroads, and of course the record is available uh, on all the streaming sites uh, if folks prefer to listen that way. But if you want to get the physical product, Andy Hedges dot com is the place to go for it well it really is and by the by the way the uh the the cd cover is is gorgeous who did that for you willie matthews the great western artist and album cover artist uh from denver uh yeah willie's a good friend and uh i've just admired his work for years both his album covers and also his just you know really incredible work chronicling the uh, buckaroo culture out in the great basin and uh willie was he was really my my first choice for this 
project, and I was so thrilled that he uh, that he was willing to do that for me. Well, it's a beautiful cover, and so Andy was just talking about albums. If you want to hang up the album on the wall, you know, if you don't have a record player, then you can do that when that album's ready. So, beautiful piece this, of artwork. This, would be, this, this one will look good on the wall, I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Andy, thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to close out this segment with the title, Cut from the CD, Roll On, Cowboy. And this is uh, Andy Hedges and Bren Hill. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today, Andy. We appreciate thank you. you. Talk Gary. to you soon. Thank you, Mary Kay. It's always yes. great to visit with both of you. All right. Oh, talk well, to you thank soon. you. Roll on, cowboy.
We have uh, to welcome to our show, Phoebe. Um, you know, you're yodeling. How did you learn to yodel? So I heard Leah Rhymes sing Blue, which had a voice clip in it, which I thought was really cool. Then after that, the next day, I went downstairs to the basement because it was really quiet, and I tried learning to do a voice clip. And by that evening, I could kind of do that. But after wow. that, I learned I learned Cowboy Sweetheart, which had a real yodel in it. And when I figured out it's kind of the same as the voice flip, I just had to learn how to do it. And it was, and then I just kept doing more yodeling songs after that. Wow. Do you know, um, Phoebe? You know I'm a singer as well. But I, the thing I love about your your yodeling and your singing is that you're very you have a natural innovation with what you do. It feels like you you have the vocal control to be able to yodel, which is funny because with yodeling it's almost like vocal uncontrol. You have to be able to let your voice, your vocal muscles relax into the yodel. But you're you you know it so well that it just feels like I'm listening to little innovations that I've not heard other artists do before. Have you heard that before from other singers? Only person I know that does that like that is Ranger Doug and Roy Rogers. But I don't know Roy Rogers, but you know, that's the only person I've ever heard yeah. singing Yodel. That's so pretty like yeah. that. I I feel like your yodeling is more than just like st- straightforward yodeling. You're adding some new dimensions to to the art form, which is really exciting. It's you know, Thank you so you're much. just an exciting performer. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. So um, you've been very, very busy um, these last few weeks. And um, I know that you've been doing a lot of interviews, but you also had something really big happen. You were had your debut for the Grand Ole Opry. So what was yeah. that like? So it was so much fun. Everybody was so nice. And Riders in the Sky were just always so great to me. I'm so grateful I have people like that in my life. And so before I was on stage, they're like, are you nervous? I don't get nervous <laughs> since the day I sang first time. That first time I ever sang, I, I stopped getting nervous. And so they're like, are you nervous? I was like, no, I'm just shaking with excitement because I was like physically shaking, but I wasn't really nervous. I was just so excited. <laughs> I just couldn't wait to get on stage. It was so oh much gosh. fun. I had so much fun with the guys. I'm just so great that I've gotten this opportunity. Oh. Well, I, I will tell you, we love you to death. And one of the coolest things you. is the fact that you are so good, but I don't think you really know how good you are because you are one of the most <laughs> humble people I have seen. And, yeah. and I think I'm going to... I'm going to contribute some of that to Tiffany and your family because you have a great thank family you. to support. You have a great oh, family supporting you. So you. You're welcome. Thank you so you much. are welcome. You are welcome. Well, you have you've got another honor that I just saw the last day or two, and that is you have uh, uh, an honorary exhibit in the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame, don't you? Yes, it was so exciting. Jessica, the manager, she told me she wanted me on in there. I was like, oh, she's just kidding, right? And then she said, we'll just start putting up <laughs> stuff. You can bring me stuff. And I was like, oh, oh my God. 
watch it. And then when I saw it, it was just it was just so cool. I loved it so much. I'm so grateful that she's given me the opportunity. Well, that's great. And you had your poster from the uh, from the Grand Ole Opry performance, I think, that yes. was included in that <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah, I had somebody reached out the other day, and they said, how does a 13-year-old girl get all of this recognition? And I said, well, you just have to be good. You just have to be good. So that's yeah. pretty cool. That is pretty Thank cool. You. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about the Grand Ole Opry performance and uh, and come back and visit with you about that. But right now, I want to take a listen to that song you just mentioned, I want to be a cowgirl sweetheart, and we'll come back and talk Cowboy. more with Phoebe White <laughs> today on Live from Nashville. <laughs>
cowboys, sweetheart. I think when I said cowgirls, I was thinking about myself, but that's I want to be a cowboy, sweetheart. <laughs> Great job, Phoebe. Great job. Oh, Great job. You. So I think that I heard that you started taking voice lessons at seven years old. Yeah. Am I correct in that? How yeah. does that happen? So, How did you start at seven years old? See, I always liked music because we always had 70s or 80s music around the house. So I, always, yeah. I would always sing around the house. And so I was like, we should put you in voice lessons and stuff. And so I started voice lessons when I was eight, seven, sorry, seven. And that's when I first sang and I stopped having stage, you know, fright, fright like that and stuff like that. And then I wanted to start performing, so I started performing when I was eight wow. in contests. And then I found, and then I got another voice teacher. Her name was her name's Erica Gaines. I love her so much. She's sweetest, and she helped me with so much. And I don't think I'd actually be where I am now without her, because she's just a great voice teacher. So most wow. of the things like me would like be so polished and stuff is because of her. She's helping well, polish she, and articulation and stuff like that. She's done a great job with you, young lady. I'm telling you what. <laughs> you are awesome. Thanks. You are awesome. Well, I was Thank thinking you so about you this morning. I was thinking about you this morning. So you're 13. I think you'll be 14 next month. Is that right? Yes. September. I'm a September baby as well. Maybe we need to get together and oh. celebrate our birthdays together. But, <laughs> and um, my brother. Oh wow! Wow, we could just have I one big party. On his fifth birthday. Oh wow! Wow, but I was I was thinking about you this morning, and what do you want to do in life? I mean, would you like to be a performer forever, or do you have any plans for college? I know you're homeschooled now, but do you think about college and what you want to do? I just want to do be a cowgirl and sing cowgirl music and just perform. Well, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. So are you working on a new CD now? Yes. I'm writing all the songs for the album, and I'm hopefully hoping to get it out next year. Oh, wow. wow. We're looking forward to that. So when did you start writing? When did you start writing? Actually, I think I started writing when I was like twelve, maybe. But I've started like making full, complete songs that are able to, I'm able to perform with. But you know, I kind of always have been writing music, kind of, and make up songs and stuff like that. But like professionally writing music, I started when I was twelve. Wow, wow, wow! So, do you ever write with someone? Do you do any co-writes? Yes, yeah. I do. From time so, to who time, are you writing with? Well, I, I write with my mom. She helps me a lot. Um, I sometimes write with my siblings, like my little brother. He, he sometimes helps me when I get stuck on places. Uh-huh. And I just did a co-write with Corey Lee Barker, which is so wow. much fun in Nashville. So. Wow. Mary Kay, you looking for anybody to write with? Oh, I'd love to write with you, Phoebe. I'd love to write yeah. with you. It would be so much fun. Yeah. Let's make that happen for sure. I'd All right. To. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to get to another song real quickly, and I and I love this one. It's Boohoo Blues, and uh, <laughs> we're going to take a listen to that and come back. 
talk more with Phoebe in just a moment on Live from Nashville. I'm feeling sad. I'm looking back. Someday I'll just up and die. But still I'm gone. during the break, Phoebe, that I'd love to get together and do some songwriting with you. That would be so much fun. I'd love to songwrite yeah. with you. That'd be great. I, you know, songwriting, we do need to plan a day, and um, songwriting is so exciting, because in Western music, you have um, so many different styles that you can play with, and um, it's you know, I love what you were talking about, about wanting to just sing cowboy music and be a cowgirl. And I love hearing that because I've spent my my musical career in Western, in the Western genre. And it's so cool to see, you know, new artists emerging. And, you know, songwriting, it's just going to be fun to sit down and toss some ideas around and create something new. Yeah, it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So in your family life, I know you have a, a big family, correct? Am I right? Yes. You have siblings. So where are how many siblings in the family and where are have, you in the birth order? I'm I have six siblings. So I'm not really like the middle because so, I have four, four older siblings and then I have two younger siblings. Okay. 
Wow. So you kind of are the middle, right? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, middle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I have a big family. I've got 10 children, six daughters and four wow. sons. Yes. That's and so, so cool. I know, right? I started singing when they were um, all getting older. And so the younger children, I learned how, how to sing and play guitar. And so... It, it was interesting. A lot of my early career was balancing, you know, taking care of my family and taking care of music. Um, yeah. So what do your siblings think of all this? I love them so much. They support me a lot. And they do come to, they do come and see me at shows a lot. So I'm really happy that I have siblings like that who support me. I love it. I I think sometimes in a bigger family, I've noticed with my children, is that they become a support to each other as well. They're still very, very close to this day. And yes. all those fun memories that you're making right now with them, it's it's precious. It really is. So yeah. um, we've, we've got another song we'd like to get to before we get things wrapped up today. And um, I think this one is called the Boohoo Blues. Can you tell us I about this that song? One. I just I just did that one, Mary Kay. Oh, I thought I just we did that one. Yodeling blues. No, we I'm just did sorry. blues. But I'm going to go back just a little bit and uh, play whatever happened to the yodeling cowgirls, uh, which is another, oh. another great song. So, would you like to ask Can about this? Can you tell us about Kay? that? Yeah, tell us about that song, Phoebe. Oh, I love that song. It's my favorite song in the entire world. I love performing it with Rags in the Sky. It was so much fun when we recorded it because we were just like, I was showing the yodels, and even Woody Paul tried doing yodeling harmony with me, and it worked out pretty well. <laughs> and it was just so much fun. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, let's take a listen to Whatever Happened to the Yodeling Cowgirls and come back in just a moment on Live from Nashville. Whatever happened to the yodeling cowgirls that rode across the silver screen? The ones that rode with Roy and all of the boys that rode the rings of Tags and Jeeves. Whatever happened to the yodeling cowgirls? Cause I Boots. Whatever happened to the yodeling cowgirl? 
I love that. I love. I don't think you oh, can teach me wow. yodel, I, but I love that. I love that. That's great. That is great. Thank well, you, so you had uh, you had at the Western Music Association last year. You received the Janet McBride Award for your yodeling, and you know yes. Janet taught Leanne Rhymes how to yodel. Did you know that? Yes. Yes. Oh, I have something to tell you. So Janet McBride texted me, and she sent me some CDs of hers. That she thought All right. some good yodeling songs, but she sent me this thing. She sent me a, a picture of Patsy Montana and Liam Rhymes. Oh wow! Wow! Oh wow! Yeah. That's so awesome. So I wow, had that wow. in my room. And so well, that is. I thought it was cool how Leanne was thirteen when she recorded Blue. So I was like, "That's so cool!" Because I was I'm thirteen. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Janet is one of the sweetest people in the world, so I hope you get to meet oh, her yes. one day. That would be so nice. Perfect. That would be so nice. Well, you uh, you made a real fan out of uh, Kelly Sutton at the Opry that night. And <laughs> and so then you got to be on Coffee Country and Cody. Uh, was yes. that yester- yesterday? I guess that was, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, it was. Yeah, but, oh, uh, yeah. She's so sweet. I love her so much. <laughs> well, you really won her over, and that was so much fun listening to you on Coffee Country and Cody yesterday. So oh, we look we look forward to having you back with us uh, here in Tennessee again soon. And, uh, oh, and following your journey, you know, it is so much fun watching how well you're doing everywhere and people are just loving you all over the place. So you're very welcome. You are very welcome. Well, we're going to kind of close this segment out now. And uh, this one may not have quite as much odling as the last song did, but this is one called Colorado Trail. How'd you decide to pick this song for the album? Uh, Michael Jonathan showed it to me, which I thought it was cool. And then when I figured out Roy Rogers and Dale Evans sang it, I was like, oh, and I just wanted to put it on my album. And honestly, this is actually <laughs> my favorite song. It's my favorite song on my album because I just love the twin fiddles in it. And it's just such yeah. a pretty song. Well, the album is great. It's called Unexpected. So give us your website. Yeah, I love your website. Give us your website. SingPhoebeSing.com. SingPhoebeSing.com. And, uh, and I also noticed that one of the songs on the album is Cowboy Hat. Have you ever met Trinity Seeley? Not met her yet. Well, you will. Yeah, I can't wait. You will. You will. And you'll, you know? and you'll love her, and she'll love you. So we look forward to you, you know? guys meeting. Something about hats. I just I love hats. And when I was backstage on the Opry, when, this wasn't when I actually sang on it. This was when we Paul just invited me backstage to see how it worked and stuff. He, we were talking about hats and like the perfect cat, and he just put, came out of nowhere. He got something out of his locker and he gave me his hat. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Goodness. So every time I sing somewhere, I always have his hat on. I, yeah, it's my favorite hat. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's usually how like introduce cowboy hat is by talking about his hat and then I found boots oh that look like his goodness. so I call him my Woody Paul boots 
I have a cat. <laughs> I call them my boots, my Woody Paul boots, because they have like the design like his. And then I oh, have so cactuses that remind me of Two Slim. And then I have a um, rhythm guitar that reminds me of Ranger Doug. So. <laughs> well, oh, those guys, awesome. those guys love you to death, and it's just fun hearing them so talk much. about you. So we love <laughs> we love you as well. So we look forward to seeing okay. you. We're going to close out this segment with Colorado Trail. Phoebe, thanks for being with us today, taking the time to do yes. that. Thank look you for forward having to having me. you back. You're very welcome. Oh, look forward you. to having you back with us. All right, this is Colorado <laughs> Trail. Phoebe White, it is from the album Unexpected.
Well, any kind of news that you have that you'd like to share before we go off the air today? I don't. I don't have any news right now. I just um back to school in this in Nashville and um yeah, working on a new single with my group Gone with the West and sitting on an exciting single to release, um uh solo single to release and uh need to get that scheduled. So, yeah, life is good here in Nashville. How about you? Life like, well, I'm I'm enjoying life with you. That's the best thing that I can say Aww. about things. So, life with you is good. We, life with you is good. We're lucky, aren't we? I think so. I think so. Well, we want to invite you to join us every Saturday for Live from Nashville, beginning at noon Central Standard Time, and also for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America on Thursdays at noon. All of these shows can be heard on our website and then on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. We're going to close out the show today with a song that you did, Mary Kay Holt, and it's called oh, Luckiest yeah? Cowgirl. Yeah. What What can you awesome. tell us about this song? Tell us about Luckiest Cowgirl. You know, I was having a terrible day. <laughs> I wrote this song just about to count my blessings, and um, this is a song that I hear from a lot of fans, that this is the song that they listen to when they're just going through some hard times. It just is an encouraging, fun, upbeat song. All right. Well, we'll see you next week on Live from Nashville. This is Luckiest Cowgirl by Mary Kay Holt. Thanks for listening. Get me down. I just put on my pants, bulletproof dress, hold my head up, and walk right into town. I'll even stop and swap some houses with every living soul that I meet. Cause I'm feeling so rich, it's my fondest wish that everyone can live a life so sweet. Cause I'm the Walking on air, I'm the lucky 
Bling, I've got my man, I got everything. I'm the luckiest cowboy. 